Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. The next Tell Us Something live storytelling event is September 27th at the Denison Theater. The theme is Letting Go. Eight storytellers take the stage to share their true personal stories from memory. Tickets are now on sale for Tell Us Something live at the Denison Theater, September 27th. Get your tickets at tellussomething.org. We again welcome our friends from the deaf community by providing American Sign Language interpretation. See you September 27th for Letting Go Stories at the Denison Theater. More information and tickets are available at tellussomething.org. The next six Tell Us Something podcast episodes are a little different than what you are used to. You will meet each member of the Tell Us Something board. Former board member Sierra Ty Brownlee interviewed the Tell Us Something board for her podcast, Impactful Experiences. Sierra believes that listening to meaningful stories changes your ideas and makes you think and feel beyond what you may already accept. This week, Sierra sits down with board member and Tell Us Something storytelling alumni, Jason Forges. Let's listen. Welcome back to Impactful Experiences with Sierra Ty Brownlee, where I chat with a new guest each episode and ask them to share one of their impactful experiences. This is your host, Sierra, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm joined by Jason Forges, current program analyst at Cognizant and Tell Us Something board member living in Missoula, Montana. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so happy you're here. And I'd love to really just hop right in and hear a little bit about the experience you'd like to share. Uh, well, when I'm thinking about experience that I'd like to share, um, mm-hmm. I realize uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is I have experiences that I would like to share. But I think it comes mm-hmm. off with a, a common theme. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. But um, I think overall the common theme is um, learning how to listen to myself. Okay. I think that's uh, something that's very impactful that I uh, continue to do. But I started to notice that uh, uh, along the way. So originally I'm from Florida. I went to school in Delaware. During my time in Delaware, I was playing mm-hmm. uh, basketball at the time, college basketball. And then uh, I ended up being a fifth-year senior. And I was working at Amazon uh, at the same time. So during my uh, times at Amazon, which was uh, a very uh, big moment of my life, I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I tried to move yeah. up in Amazon. I wasn't getting uh, I wasn't getting the job for whatever reason. I probably applied like three or four different times. Long story short, mm-hmm. I found myself thinking, wait, why am I trying to stay in Delaware? I'm not even from here. <laughs> yeah. So let me uh, look for somewhere else to go. Um, I applied mm-hmm. to a lot of different places to figure out where I wanted to go uh, through the AmeriCorps program. Okay. Uh, overall, uh, I ended up choosing to come to Montana. Mm-hmm. Now, the theme of learning to listen to myself is when I wanted to come to Montana, oh, man, my relatives, friends, family, uh, I had an opportunity to either uh, do the AmeriCorps program because I was offered to 
serve in Montana or serve in um, California. And yeah. when I was telling my family members, relatives, like, oh, yeah, you better pick Cali. I know what you're <laughs> doing. You better pick Cali. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go to Montana. And it was kind of that sort of, uh, man, you crazy. What's what's going on <laughs> with you? Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Even my mom. She's like, why are you going all the way over there? Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of thing. But um, <clears throat> I think that, that was like one of the pivotal moments. It's kind of like uh, what I learned, and I'm still learning, but I learned in life is like, Small situations can have like big impacts. So even Definitely. me trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to choose Montana because why? I want to learn how to listen to myself. <laughs> uh, I think mm-hmm. I was definitely in a point of time in my life where even playing basketball or even in my personal life, I was doing uh, what people wanted me to do mm-hmm. and then wouldn't stick up for myself on the things I wanted to do. So then I was yeah. left with, oh, wow, okay, well, I did exactly the way that someone would want me to do it, but I don't feel happy at the end. I actually feel terrible. Mm-hmm. So coming to Montana was kind of like that big push of like, oh, yeah, okay, Montana only has uh, north of one million people. I'm in a small town, mm-hmm. town of uh, a couple thousand, so let me go there. It's not going to be a <laughs> lot of people. And all I can do is focus on myself. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And would you say that is one of the experiences that started this theme? And was it that decision where you really wanted to go to Montana already, but you just felt this pull to go to California and you chose to go to Montana because you were listening to yourself? I think it was... uh... I was trying to, I feel like it was like something within me was just telling me like, hey, uh, well, what do you really want? I think that's ultimately what it came down to. Uh, When I thought about California or Montana, I really thought about, well, what do I really want? And Mm -hmm. when I was really trying to kind of, I was doing it in my mind, but it's kind of like you do a checklist. Like, what's the good? What's the bad? What's the neutral? And when I was thinking of California, I was just thinking of fun. Oh, I can go here. I can go there. I'm a city boy at yeah. heart from Florida. So I'm like, oh, what if it's clubs around that? And then I instantly stopped myself. I'm like, wait, how is that helping me <laughs> at all? Yeah. So then it kind of turned back to Montana. I'm like, okay, uh, not a lot of people. I can really focus on myself. And ultimately, um, again, I just graduated. So ultimately, I wanted to understand what I wanted to do in life. And I felt like being alone will allow me the opportunity to not be distracted in the way I was mm-hmm. in Delaware or Florida. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that living in Montana has enabled you to accomplish kind of those those goals? Uh, yeah, I think Montana, being in Montana, being, a, being able to sit with myself alone, uh, <laughs> I think helped me afford a lot of things, which uh, now... I am in Montana and I am doing a lot of things, but oh man, when I first came to Montana, it was uh, rough. So when I talk about finding that little voice inside me, say, oh, this is a great idea. Um, AmeriCorps is definitely a program that you don't do it for the money and it doesn't pay a lot of money either, um, hence the service. And Mm -hmm. I don't have anything wrong with that. But um, from my background, 
AmeriCorps, the sector I was in, I was in the education sector and working with low-income students and helping them get access to college if they chose to go that route. For me, it was more about finding your passions and help broaden those passions. But I was, uh, I'm the first one in my family to graduate college. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So when it comes to working with the first generation long students, it's like, oh yeah, that's me. So with that being said, um, being able to save up a little money and then come to Montana, that's all I really had, like a little, uh, a little money. Mm-hmm. So even though my my <laughs> my heart or my mind or something in me said, yeah, go this Montana route, yeah. it definitely wasn't a, oh, as soon as I got here, it was rainbows and sunshine. I I had to find a place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had to find a place to live. I had to find a car. It's, it's close to winter time, so I need to get things in order. Yeah, so I'm like, that's tough. I having people... Um, Hearing about my my first month experience was rough, and hearing people back at home telling me, "Man, you need to come back home. What are you doing? You yeah. need to come back home." But me saying, "No, but something's telling me to stay here. I know it's rough, but something's telling me mm-hmm. to stay here." Okay, and at this point, how long have you been in Montana? Ooh, uh, now it's like I think so. It'll be north of four years. I think close to five years, and that's wow. the wow. Longest place, uh, I've never been in one area more than four years, ever, until Montana. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, which is interesting. Okay. And how did you maybe overcome or, I guess, push through those challenges? And what really did keep you here if it was really tough at the beginning and it seemed as though you could go back, but... You still felt the need to stay in Montana. Oh man, because, uh, can you repeat the question? Because I want to make sure I answer it properly. Yeah, yeah. I think the main question is, what was motivating you to stay in Montana, especially in that first short period of time when you maybe could have gone back, um, but you still felt as though you needed to be here. Mm, uh, focusing on. I think for me, it was like the feeling. It's really trying to tap into the feeling. I'm very analog- uh, analytical. So I'm very uh, brain-oriented first mm-hmm. <laughs> and not really focusing on my feelings. But um, this time around, I don't know, I-, I felt like I wanted to do the opposite. That's the whole purpose of me coming here. It was like, um, everyone keeps telling me what to do. And I'm always, a- I've always been told, especially from my coach in college, he always tell me, oh, Jason, when everyone wants to go left you want to go right mm-hmm. so it was just me uh living up to that moment like okay everyone's telling me i need to uh leave but i have a feeling i should be here and um i remember my car, car broke down in the middle of winter uh oh no i was here in darby uh, montana that's when i was doing my americorps service yeah my first year my second year i was in missoula but um my second year when i had to travel back and forth uh-huh my car broke down, so I had to go through the struggles of couch surfing, meaning sleeping on my friend's couch on the weekdays uh-huh. if they would allow me to, uh, or sometimes I had to sleep in my car, um, drive back home over to the weekend to spend the night to drive back. And in doing that, uh, I had my friends here in Montana saying, Jason, why don't you just move to Missoula at this point? Because, man, sleeping in your car in the middle of winter doesn't sound great. And yeah, you're sleeping yeah, on the couch, but yeah. that sort of thing. But for me, I'm like, 
I don't know. Something's telling me I need to stay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It yeah. sounds crazy, but uh, I'm like, man, I've been uh, I've been through worse, but um, I want to stick with this because I feel like it's gonna be impactful for me. Mm-hmm. And at the time too, um, staying in Missoula, I was at the university. So again, I graduate from college, and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm on college campus now, I can. Um, I thought I wanted to get into consulting. So I was uh, sitting in on some consulting classes, mm-hmm. trying to figure out. So even though I was going through all that, that sleeping in the car, riding the mm-hmm. bus, winter car broke down, all that stuff, what was going through my mind is like, I'm going to make it. It's no way I'm doing this for no reason. Yeah. Something's going to come out of it. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the mentality that I try to stay strong with. Definitely. How would you describe or how do you think Montana or being in Montana has changed you? I would say it changed me in two ways. Well, I don't know of two ways, but I think Montana changed me in the way of how I view the world in regards to nature. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I remember my first camping trip was in Florida and it rained and it was like wild hogs running around. And I'm like, yeah, camping, I'm not built for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then coming to Montana, I'm always uh, down to experience new things. Uh, something that Montana taught me is how disconnected I was with nature, mm-hmm. which I never knew it was a disconnect. But as I was talking about focusing on my feelings, right? Uh, going yeah. into nature was that same thing. It was like, wait, something's not to say it's calling me, but I feel at peace here. Hmm, I never thought I would. Okay. So I think that's something that uh, Montana afforded me. I think Montana also taught me to learn to understand the meaning of community, which I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out. But I think uh, coming from a big city and having, I don't know, the way I view community is so different. Maybe it's probably because the AmeriCorps experience as, as well, but uh, being in the community of Missoula and like the art community and kind of figure out what's going on here and figuring out that there's always ways to tap in. And it's uh, small enough that when you tap into a lot of different places, you know a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So then it allows you to build uh, relationships in a deeper way. And I don't think that's something that I did when I was back in Florida or even Delaware. I wouldn't put myself out there like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mentioned a little earlier that you were or maybe still are a city person. Do you, would you still consider yourself a city person now? I would consider myself a human being. <laughs> City person, uh, I don't know. Um, that's another thing when it came to Montana. I remember going on this five-day camping trip. It was like mm-hmm. took eight hours just to get to our camping spot. And when I came out of it, uh, I realized I, didn't, I wasn't connected to anything. I didn't see a building or anything. And when I start seeing buildings, I'm like, oh, wow. Um, I think it's a verse from Frank Ocean that always stay in my mind that always stays in my mind but uh, he said i'm living on the idea an idea from another man's mind so i'm like man me living in a city it's not really it's someone something that someone thought of right yeah so i'm like someone's creating this so what do i want to create so uh long story short i consider myself a human being at this point not a a, a city boy i think i can uh i'm almost like a chameleon i feel like i can blend into many spaces yeah yeah okay do you hope to stay in montana for the future for the future 
I feel like I would like a second home in Montana. I wouldn't want to live in Montana. Okay, interesting. I've been questioning what does home mean to me, and yeah. I'm still questioning that. I know Montana has taught me a lot when it comes to community because I've been to places mm-hmm. where I don't know, like being young and growing up in big cities, like it's glamour. Or I've been on vacations where uh, it can be the most beautiful place, but if you were terrible people, the it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to learn about uh, to know that community starts with the people. Uh, I learned that a lot in Montana, but something. I just don't feel fully at home. I, I can't really explain it, but I definitely know that I would love a second home here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very cool. Throughout our conversation thus far, you've talked a lot about like, being in tune with yourself and knowing what you really want. How do you go about doing that when I think it is quite hard to maybe distinguish that from other feelings or other pressures? I feel like finding the foundation of uh, who I am was a, a big part of that. So being mm-hmm. able to sit alone to think with yourself. I remember I had a friend one time say, oh, I don't like to be alone. I always have to be around people. But I feel yeah. like when you be around people so much, there's nothing wrong with being around people. But when do you have time to think for yourself? So um, being alone for a certain amount of time for me, Uh, allowed me to really create that foundation of not allowing someone to tell me who I am when they know very little of me. Mm -hmm. And um, being able to be alone kind of helped with that. But ultimately, I've been trying to learn self-care. So um, journaling is something that I got into. Poetry. Mm -hmm. Man, the uh, the arts. Man, I've just been deep diving into that. But uh, I would say the number one thing for me personally is I never knew mm-hmm. it, but taking baths, man. Okay. Self-care, <laughs> self-care, self-care. I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed. So I'll wake yeah. up early in the morning, have a nice bath, at, light up an incense, play some jazz music, add some LED lights, figure out what color, mm-hmm. what vibe I'm feeling. And I just yeah. sit there and thought I might have a journal if I want to journal down. But I feel like uh, overall... Um, just trying to find opportunities to listen to myself. Uh, I've been tapping in in so many different ways. I can throw out yoga. I can throw out a lot of things. But um, overall, I would just say uh, I sat with one idea, and which was, what does it mean to be human? Mm-hmm. I'm a human. What does it mean to be human? I'm like, wait, it's to create. Okay, so that's what I need to do. I need to figure out how I can create in a positive mm-hmm. way. And... Um, in listening to myself and trying out certain things, I start uh, picking up on like, oh, wow, okay. I, I thought I was going crazy here, but something's telling me I should go over here. So let me mm-hmm. just do it. And yeah. I end up doing it. Something positive comes out of it. So then mm-hmm. it makes me want to be more in tune with whatever allowed me to think of doing that particular thing. Mm-hmm. So I know okay. I threw a lot at you. I hope you can catch something. <laughs> No, I think that's all really helpful. And I think it's, I don't know, something, yeah, definitely I can take and use and hopefully implement and maybe listen to myself a little bit more. I think talking about maybe things you're doing, what do you hope to work on in the future? Or like you just said, 
you feel as though being human is to create, what do you want to create in the future? I would, I would like to be, I would love to be a part of something that I will not be around to see. That's fine with me. Um, I would, would want to do something impactful. I'm all about people. And yeah. um, I know when it comes to making change, uh, one thing I remember hearing, which always bothered me, is when someone says change is slow. Uh huh. And I get the idea, but for me, I'm like, only if you let it be. Yeah. <laughs> in certain ways. But for me, I'm like, uh, I also understand that um, the changes that I will help hope to see, I guess, in the world, in the states, in, in the city, in the community that I'm in, to understand that, um, I don't know, I just want to be a part of something that I know I won't uh, be around to see it into fruition, but to know yeah. that I'm a part of it, it's uh, good enough for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, I think that we've talked about quite a lot, and I'll start wrapping things up, but as a final question, I always just like to ask, what's the best piece of life advice you've been given? Mm. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Okay. Yes, yes. I think I saw a speech. It was probably like a Denzel speech, but it, it made me realize I'm like, oh, it's something I never had. I had to do something I never did. So um, I realized doing something I never did brings fear. So now I'm trying to uh, build a stronger relationship with fear in terms of uh, embracing fear as opposed to uh, not doing it. Or not embracing it. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's mm-hmm. my thought. Oh, that does make sense. And I think that's funny because I spoke with Sarah a couple of days ago and her piece of advice was something along the lines of you need to have fear in order to be brave. And so I think that's kind of similar in the sense of you might be fearful, but that's just an opportunity. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Oh, for sure. And sometimes that fear can clutter, uh, clutter your mind. I think the other day uh, I was doing a poetry performance um, at Imagination Brewery. And doing that, I remember sitting next to my friend. And I just got into the building and it was supposed to be me and my friend Elijah. We're supposed to perform. And as soon as I sat down, she said, okay, you guys ready? You about to go on right now? Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember looking at my friend Casper. I'm like, I am nervous right now. My heart's pounding. <laughs> like I'm nervous. But I said that in a way of uh, I learned to say that because that's how I'm feeling. It's honestly, I don't want to like keep all that energy in. It's like I'm nervous, but I'm about to do this yeah. anyways. I'm gonna do it anyways. So mm-hmm. uh, embracing that fear. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Of course. Well, I think we'll end things here. But thank you guys for listening and take care. Thanks, Sierra and Jason. Jason Forges is a community member that focuses on finding avenues to be open, authentic, and artistic. Jason's goal is to create an entity titled Appreciate Color that will leverage the arts to promote meaningful perspectives while provoking thought and encouraging actionable steps with himself and others. You can listen to Jason Forges' 
Tell Us Something story at tellussomething.org. Sierra Ty Brownlee is a curious individual with a never-ending interest in people and their stories. From asking 50 strangers for their best piece of life advice, to sitting down to hear about pivotal stories on her podcast, Impactful Experiences, with Sierra Ty Brownlee, Sierra is always excited to meet new people and hear what they would like to share. You can find the Impactful Experiences podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our in-kind sponsors, Joyce of Tile, Gecko Designs, Float Missoula, and Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Remember to get your ticket to the next event, September 27th, 2022, live at the Denison Theater. The theme is Letting Go. More information and tickets are available at tellussomething.org.